Hello, uh, welcome to Skill Check, the uh, gaming wellbeing podcast from YMC Exeter, where we talk gaming news, games that we played, and basically trying to find uh, all the good in gaming. My name is Andy, and uh, joining me on the other side of the internet, we have Zach. Hello, Zach. Hello, Andy. We're back again. And he's waving his arms, he's cheer, he's silently cheering, and now smiling i mean that's because that's because gaming is picking up again so like the summer is always a bit of a a, you know a quieter time but there have been game releases recently and are going to be next week and there's a few game releases so i'm 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 just an excited gamer because i feel like the summer can be feel like a bit of a slog for gaming um especially because game companies like to put things out in the whole like the christmas holiday time period and like they aim a lot of stuff for like the towards the end of the year and so we'll we, you know we'll be run off our feet with like games that are coming out and things to talk about and using things so i'm a bit i'm just glad that in this week that has been the hottest week ever um <laughs> that there have been things to do and uh and especially and gaming wise and, and that's that's a nice it's a good space to be oh my days i i honestly think i melted a little bit yesterday afternoon mm. after our and I hope you don't mind me announcing this a little bit we actually went on a little trip together yesterday didn't we we went on an excursion for sure can't talk too much about it we've recorded a little thing whilst we're out and about you know a little bit outside recording it was nice seeing yeah. you you know not on the other side of a computer screen yeah I mean it has been infrequent for sure <laughs> I mean, it's been a bit more frequent recently, um, and hopefully the frequency will increase as t- as we move out of kind of lockdown measures and the world opens up and people become more comfortable with meeting. And yeah, it's exciting to kind of have that part of our lives back. But I'm, I think I'm still equal parts excited, equal parts terrified. I don't think I've ever gone out and gone, I'm excited to be outside and there's no nervousness or anxiety attached to it there's always that little caveat in the back of your mind of like oh i forget pinged or oh i don't want to have to self-isolate for 10 days or wipe it off and get covid right that's still a very real possibility so yeah um, especially with the numbers now and exeter is actually not doing super great in the national tables um it's not exactly but, a table we yeah. want to find ourselves climbing up and yet we seem to have yeah yeah totally yeah so so you know mixed feelings still but it was still great to see you and great to have a meeting about the thing we're not talking about yet because we don't we won't we don't want to announce it or talk about it until we definitely know the firm details of it but just that you know watch the horizon for for news for news around gaming stuff at ymc exeter because there'll be more of it which is exciting because, as, as Andy knows, um, there was a, a sum total of zero things gaming before the pandemic. And now there's maybe potentially going to be multiple things, including this podcast, obviously. So we should exciting times ahead. <laughs> but it was nice. Yeah. It was, I, I've got to admit, I, I melted and this it was worth melting kind for. of segues nicely into our kind of gaming week a little bit because I found myself yesterday evening my head was just I'm sure I drank enough but I obviously didn't 
my head was just kind of throbbing a little bit and I was on the sofa. It was bedtime. Small one was upstairs. I was downstairs. I'm normally a more involved parent than, than I'm putting across. But my presence wasn't wanted. Let's just say it that way. <laughs> so I was taking advantage of this situation. I was nursing my headache on the sofa and I, I put on Stardew Valley. I I just caught myself kind of fishing next to the sea bit of it. And I just kind of closed my eyes. I listened to the sea sound effect. And it was nice. It was it was calming. It, it almost reminds me of um, you, you know those apps you can get on your phone like Calm and Headspace, where it kind of plays uh, rain effects or yeah. forest sound effects and things like that. It very much kind of reminded me of that sort of vibe in our living room when I was trying to you know starve off <laughs> my my headache due to i don't know i was probably dehydrated or something yeah i mean i've definitely had that those evenings this week of like yeah yeah how you felt you feel for sure you drank enough but you end up with that headache at the end of the day and you're just like this is awful because you enter into the evening time which is the worst time because you know that you have to try and sleep but it's too hot and so you end up having to everyone's up a bit later than they normally are with these headaches at the end of the day so it's just it can be a bit grim um, but with that in mind, new game came out this week. I've been, I w- I was been looking forward to it since they announced it, which is Pokemon Unite, which is a MOBA Pokemon game. And for those of you out there that don't know what a MOBA is, that is a multiplayer online battle arena, which basically pits five players against five other players. You pick Pokemon and you enter kind of like a, an arena. And the idea is to score more points than the opponent. Um, through capturing wild Pokemon and through uh, accumulating points, different wild Pokemon capturing accrues different point accumulation um, with the idea that there's a risk-reward. So if you lose an engagement with the enemy Pokemon, then you'll drop some of the points that you've collected. And so there's a risk that like, you can try and try and accumulate the maximum amount of points you can carry but that means that if you lose an engagement with the opposite team, you drop more, and so you have less to bank, and then they can pick them up and then bank them in your goal. So it's kind of a risk-reward kind of system within the battle arena type thing. Um, usually MOBAs focus around t- engagements with the other team of where you score them, with how you score the points. So by taking their territory or by winning team engagements and kind of... So usually like you're like losing a team battle really affects kind of like scoring... However, the Pokemon Unite game is a bit more friendly in that that doesn't really affect the score. The score is only really concerned with like the points that you bank in their goals. Each goal has 100, 100 life points, I guess you can call it. And once you bank 100 points in there, that, that goal then disappears. And then so there's like, there's like a main goal and there's two more goals and then further towards the enemy team, there's two goals. And so the way is that if you score and wipe out a goal zone for the opposition team, they essentially get pushed further back towards their base. So the idea is that you, it's like a territory control mechanic that keeps the MOBA moving. So you're trying to keep your territory while taking their territory through kind of a point scoring system. Um, 
that isn't affected by how well you do in combat. So it's a bit more friendly in that way. Um, there's not the same anxiety that you'd have in a normal MOBA where you're trying to like make progress, but also not trying to die and like you're trying to like be super tactical about it. And while there is that element to it, um, it doesn't affect the outcome of the game necessarily. And the really cool thing about to make it even more friendly is that if you're losing, so if you're in a match that you're losing and you're not doing very well, um, a mythical Pokemon, which is Zapdos in this case, for those Pokemon fans out there, um, if you manage to beat that Pokemon and capture it, um, at the end of the game, if you're losing, if you manage to do that, it can swing the match completely. So even if you're losing all the way up to the end, it has like a mechanic where you can overtake the other team if you play well. So like, there's always that, we've not been doing great, we've not been doing great, but we have a chance to come back element to it. Um, and also I really like that mobile matches are notorious for like taking a long time. So like you might be, you know, traditional MOBAs like League of Legends, Dota, um, Smite, um, they're famous for like matches going on for like half an hour, 40 minutes, like tactical, really tactical engagements. Yeah. And, and, and processing like, there's like an item list of a hundred different items that all have very different effects on the characters and you're trying to make a build and you're trying to build your abilities and like trying to really tactical stuff. Um, I've got to admit, whereas, someone who is casual with their approach yeah. is sometimes my attention just goes whenever something yeah. doesn't quite work out. Sure. And having, and sometimes having the time to sit down, <clears throat> a 20 to 30 minute round game does sometimes, yeah, it, it, it's a bit, yeah, I'll be optimistic. Yeah, and so, and Pokemon. so Pokemon Unite's matches only last 10 minutes. Fantastic. So it's quick as well. I think that works well for how they've changed the kind of formula for MOBAs. Um, in the, and, and also, like, they're not, they don't want you to be too hung up if you lose. Mm. It's very quick. 10 minutes, you lose a game, fine, move on, you're in the next game. Like, they don't want, I don't think they want it to be this, this kind of, because their target audience is a younger audience, the Pokemon fans and the younger kind of end of the people that kind of have switches and things, they've they've obviously made some changes that they feel will be better for the younger players, um, which I like. Um, you know, I'm I'm not too I. This is not a game I. If I wanted to learn how to play a MOBA and be in esports and have that, this is not the game I would play. So I don't think he's trying to do that. Because mm. um, I, I, you know. I do love a MOBA and I will sit and play Smite or League of Legends and stuff. So, um, yes, if I want that experience, that's where I'll go. This is not that. This is not a hardcore MOBA for hardcore MOBA fans. This is a MOBA that introduces that genre of gaming to a completely new audience um, through the through the kind of lens of Pokemon. And I think it's great. Soup, loads and loads of fun, switching it up, picking different Pokemon, seeing how they play. You get, you know, I really like playing the Pokemon that evolve. It's really cool element of MOBA, like a, mm -hmm. seeing your character, like obviously get new abilities as you level up and usually you have items to pick and choose. So you can choose like how you can use builds, but having a Pokemon start off in like its original form and then evolve as it goes through the match. So I like playing Charizard. So you start off as Charmander and like you get to level four, you evolve and then you into Charmeleon and then you get to, you know, get to kind of level nine and then you evolve into Charizard. It's really cool. No MOBA's done that. And Pokemon can do that because that's the way I like the way they've mm. incorporated core Pokemon things in it. So the they've obviously gone, well, what things from Pokemon do we want and what things from MOBAs do we want? 
okay, let's see how that works together. So it's a very unique experience. And how come MOBA fans aren't going to like it? Because it's not a like-for-like MOBA. And I can see where Pokemon fans that like the traditional catch Pokemon make a team, they're not going to enjoy it because it's so quick. 10 minutes, you're starting again, you're back at zero, essentially. Yeah. But for, for the for the people that kind of, the overlap for the people that enjoy, can get over and enjoy both, I think it's really cool. It's cool they're doing it. It's cool that it's free. Um, yeah, I didn't say that. It's free. So it's you, free. if you've got a Switch, go download free it. It's coming, out on, it's coming out on mobile, uh, Android and iPhones later this month. So there's a mobile version coming no. out. That will also be free. Um, that means that there is microtransactions, but they're all cosmetic. Like, they're like, have a funny costume for your Pokemon. Okay. Wow. Cool. So what we're saying is it's not needed. Yeah, you don't need to pay any money to play this game, to, to enjoy it. You can earn everything. You can even earn the clothing stuff and the cosmetic stuff through the game as well. You don't. You, there's a mechanic where you can store up energy. It's slower and it's random, but mm. essentially you could technically then get everything through the game as well over time. So all in all, Pokemon Unite, really interesting. Um, not going to be too critical with it because ultimately it's free. It's free to play. If you yeah. like it, if you think you might like it, go download it and play it. If you're not sure, go download it and play it. It's completely free. Uh, and if you don't think you're going to like it, don't worry about it. You didn't pay any money. It's so free. Like, it's fun. It's free. It's fun. Yeah, yeah totally. It's not super serious. No. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. So this week in gaming news, what have we got? this week um netflix netflix again it's and i feel it's going to be a story that's gonna keep popping up and we're going to keep be keeping an eye oh, on for, sure. for sure because this is another example of gaming uh, moving more and more mainstream more and more uh into public consciousness um where you've got people who won't necessarily say that they're gamers but they watch Netflix, all of a sudden they'll have, or it looks like they may have the option to play games as part of a Netflix package. Uh, they, let's have a look. Yeah, so I don't know what you reckon about this, Zach, but it looks like that subscriptions are declining a little bit for Netflix. And, you know, they've kind of then gone, hmm, Let's go into this slightly gaming market uh, at no extra cost for subscribers. Yeah. Which, yeah, must just be about getting people using their platform rather than anyone else, right? Sure. I mean... Netflix is this weird beast where ultimately they can pretty much do whatever they want um, with the amount of money that they earn. And so gaming for them probably makes sense to just see. Like, I think that's the thing that we that Netflix can do is that they can, they can just see mm. and, they, and they can quite easily try something and then wind it back if it doesn't work out. And so for them, gaming probably seems like a... Gaming is the biggest growing market in the world year on year, has been for a while now. Um, it's now the biggest media kind of 
industry in the world. It's overtaken music and film and TV. And so for Netflix, being in movies and TV and looking at how good, how well gaming is doing year on year, and how much subscription services do seem to have a place in the gaming world, they're probably looking at things like Game Pass and going, oh, it's, it can be a thing if we do it right. And there's no, there's no reason. It makes no, it makes absolute sense that Netflix would try something. And to focus on mobile gaming makes sense as well, <laughs> because hmm. then they don't have the the infrastructure and the hardware to compete on. Like they're not gonna, they're not gonna make a console, are they? Or, or a PC. No. So so mobile gaming makes more sense that you would download the Netflix app on your phone and you'd have games you could play on your phone. That that makes like perfect sense. It's also the part of gaming that earns the most money. So if it's done well, it will earn them even more money. And they have really good intellectual properties. They've already had a Stranger Things game come out. Mm. Um, they, you know, the, some of the original Netflix stuff would translate really well into really good mobile games. So I think they're they're very well placed to make some really interesting moves in the mobile gaming space. And I imagine if it does well, then maybe maybe the, maybe they'll get to a place where they'll stream more games to your TV through like a more console experience. But for the starting place, it is good for the industry to have competition because Xbox will now prick their ears up and go, okay, competition, serious competition, because let's face it, Sony, not so much. Um, it makes, it's yeah. better for gamers. Yeah, it's better for gamers that there's competition because it mm. makes the people that are at the tops of other places think more seriously about how they're going to make their service better. And that affects us the gamer in good ways healthy competition is good you don't want one person monopolizing a certain thing because ultimately after a while they'll just as any business as capitalism works mm. they'll stop being better because they know that they're the only ones doing it and we'll have to go to that one place to buy it they would just this be able to makes, behave and charge whatever they want right absolutely and this doesn't allow for that now this means that other mm. places that do service subscription based gaming models something like oh well we have to we have to give gamers a reason for our service to be the one that they're subscribing to which makes them have to make good deals good acquisitions and good games which is great for the gamers um so i'm i'm really pleased that netflix are, are taking this step out and, and hopefully it does shake up the kind of the the kind of the mix in terms of like paid subscription gaming services and makes everyone be like okay it's a thing you uh, on the back of this, you'll probably see other places do something similar as well, which is interesting. Sony may decide to invest in something worthwhile in terms of a subscription service for gaming that they haven't done yet. Maybe this is their like wake-up call to be like, okay, this is the way it's going. We probably need to have something better than what we currently have, which is good for gamers and good for gaming. So I'm, I'm super excited that, to see, even if it's just that it makes other things that we already have better. Mm. Um, so, so it's a it's a really positive thing for gaming, I think, to have someone I mean, uh, someone like Netflix kind of throw the hat in the ring. Totally. Now, now, Zach, can 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 we take our lovely listener back in time just a little bit? Sure. To to the time when FIFA was one of the football was one of the big footballing names. Hmm. Other big footballing name being Pro Evo Soccer. I mean, it's still a big yeah. footballing name. But... And arguably, for a time, they were the better game. Mm. And for a while, it seemed... It very much depended on the type of footballing game you wanted, depended upon 
which game it was you picked up. So if you wanted something slightly more arcadey in feel, it would be FIFA. If you wanted something a bit more, I don't want to say skill-based, because that kind of downplays... More realistic, I guess. More maybe. realistic. At least you. at the start. Yeah, it was It was more... I would say skill, maybe, perhaps. I don't think that's unfair to level that at kind of... To level that away from FIFA and into more towards Pro Evo. I always felt like Pro Evolution Soccer was the footballers game and then FIFA mm. was like the people that like to I mean I yeah there was and I think that that obviously that gap has now shrunk and shrunk and shrunk and you could argue it's reversed now that um you'd say that FIFA is probably the more realistic version over something which, where pro evolution soccer for the last few years has been a little bit more arcadey so the positions have definitely changed over time but originally pro Evo soccer was you know the experience and it always suffered a little bit from not getting the licensing which is why yeah. people are kind of always like you'd have like you know they couldn't be called Manchester United so they were called Manchester you know East Side or what's like, it was always a weird like yeah. thing and the kits weren't quite right but that was part of the charm of Pro Evo Soccer mm. that they didn't have the licensing so you were playing as these like clearly this was supposed to be this player but they couldn't call them by their name so it was like some really weird like it was just it was it was part of it though it was cool <laughs> it was a bit edgy and it was yeah. It was fun. Now it's all changing a little bit. Pro Evo is going away and it's now being well renamed. It's going to be renamed. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. E-Football. And it's going to be free to play. Just like, you know, a load of other stuff. But E-Football free to play on where is it ps5 ps4 xbox series x and seven seven what s xbox one and pc with ios and android versions to follow and breathe so free to play eFootball weirdest what what why that name what, what, I have no idea. Why? <laughs> I mean, we did a little bit of ruminating about this before we recorded, and the closest I could get to a reason is that esports is a huge thing. It's professional gaming, and maybe they wanted to move into that space. And so eFootball was kind of like their their way of edging closer towards competitive footballing gaming experience. And by making it free-to-play, that opens up a whole lot of new players and the kind of the big esports games tend to be free to play just because they would need everyone to be able to play it and they so it's kind of maybe they're edging towards that and eFootball makes sense if it's going to be an esport kind of I feel like that's maybe where they're, they're they're kind of refocusing towards I just think even if that was the case you still probably could have kept the same name even if it's just for brand recognition. But I guess if you have a, if you are, or if you have a footballing man, a young person, or if you are a footballing man yourself and you're looking for a new football game, buy the... In your oh, you know, that's, yeah, it's great. It's going to be cheaper than FIFA. Because FIFA's going to cost... A little bit of money still. 
and will probably still have its own microtransactions and things like that as part of it. Whereas eFootball will be free. We'll still, we'll obviously have microtransactions, but hopefully it'll be free and, you know, playable without having to spend a lot of money on upgrades or anything like that. Mm. Lastly, Sonic. Sad times for Andy. So, the big 30th anniversary reveal of the new Sonic game. And I say reveal, it was a snippet of a snippet of basically Sonic running through a forest and some weird logo. Basically, <laughs> Sega have turned around and gone, eh, we probably revealed it a bit too early. Which I'm taking it to mean as there's not much to really talk about in regards to Sonic and the next main Sonic game for probably a long time. Probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, well, you say that, but it's 50-50 because this either means that they want to make it really, really good and they're prepared to take more time over it, or the other, which is worst case scenario, which is they're just going to shuffle it off quietly and then over time you're just not going to hear anything about it and it'll never come out. Oh, I'm I'm being the realist. I'm being the realist. I know I don't want to burst your bubble, but we know that that's how it works, is that if they show something too soon and then realise after the fact that they need more time to make it, so they just wind, they push the dates back and then they say, just, just go quiet for a while. The problem is that quiet is indicative of two things. They're, one, they're working really, really hard because they want to make it an amazing game and they were they were too, they jumped the gun a little bit. Or the other one is they go quiet and they, over time, they just don't say anything and then slowly over time, it becomes one of those games where, do you remember that game we heard about? Oh, it never came out, did it? I wonder what happened to it. That And that happens really frequently in the Sonic gaming world all game. the time. That could be a bit like Zelda Breath of the Wild. I mean, that's what they're I saying. Think that's about a it. Lot. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, like that is a huge claim. <laughs> huge. Oh yeah, our Sonic game is going to be. It's going to be like Breath of the Wild. All right, guys. Like, I feel like if you're coming from an established gaming studio that knows what they're doing, has made games like that before. Sonic has not been good for a long time, and Sonic also hasn't really been an open-world game since the Dreamcast days. It's well, so I don't the know la- why they the last good, the last idea. Sonic game was good, but I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to disagree with you, and then I'm going to agree with you. The only reason yeah. why it was good was Sonic Mania was basically a love letter to the Sonic game. Classic Sonic, yeah. Of Decades ago, which was side-scrolling platform. Asked, what are we going to do with a Zelda-style Breath of Wild type game? I'm intrigued. I don't think I'm Sonic. Sonic. The reason why Mario works in the 3D open-world setting is because ultimately it's more about the platforming, right? Yeah. It's about jumping around, exploring. The reason why Sonic doesn't quite work is because Sonic was always the going really fast and trying to do time in like, like that doesn't really work in the open world setting because it feels weird to mm. have ramps and tracks. Yeah. And Why would you have a random ramp game. in the middle of, you know, some sort of... Yeah, 
Green Hill. <laughs> it just doesn't make sense in the same way that Mario translated very well into open world. Sonic tried it and it doesn't make sense because it's not the same platforming experience. It's not the same kind of formula behind, like Mario is jumping up and down. So putting him in a 3D world with buildings and things to jump up and down on, that's fine. Sonic is going really quickly A to B as fast as possible in crazy ways. And it doesn't translate as well as when you're thinking about level design in an open world formula. I'd much mm-hmm. rather they make a really cool, like think about some of the really cool side-scrolling platforming games we've had in the last like five years, like indie game, indie developers that have done really cool games mm. like that. Think of something like Dead Cells or something like, um, oh, what's that other game that's really cool that's side-scrolling? It, the mind escapes me. But there have been a kind of a, a re-kind of emergence of like the side-scrolling platforming games. So a really gorgeous and amazing, uh, Hollow Knight is what I was thinking yeah. of. Um, something that's that's drawn really nicely, that's handcrafted, that love and time and attention has been put into, and is well done in Sonic. That side scrolling, like traditionally is, would be amazing, and it would probably do really well. So while they feel like they got to reinvent the formula, people clearly like the classic formula. Play to your strengths, but do it. But do it. Reinvent really the classic formula, please. But. Like yeah. do a classic take, but but there's as, ways you can modernize it. Fan, and there's ways you can I'm modernize intrigued. it. But I'm yeah. intrigued. And it's a ways off it's a ways off now as well. So like we'll we'll have moved on a thousand times before we arrive back at the podcast. If the podcast is still going by then, um realistically, now it's years away. Um, <sighs> of course. Of course. I'm sure we'll be coming up to our two hundredth episode and thinking about how on earth we arrived there although we must be coming up to a big milestone soon we must be this getting close to 50. What, what episode number we are we, we must be encroaching on the magic number 50 we must be close i think we're in the 40s aren't we now um oh, which is please which is interesting to me yeah i'm i'll fill this space while andy quickly searches for what episode number we are actually on. this is episode number um, 52 there we go so, uh, so, so, you know, we'd be, what, we'd be on episode, we've been doing this for about half a year, so we'd be a couple of years out. So we, we'd be coming up to maybe two, the 250th episode by the time Sonic comes out. Um, so maybe we do a, a big Sonic party for the 50th anniversary and 250th episode of Skill Check. We'll, we'll be celebrating the Sonic game coming out. Um, however, the gaming world is fickle. And when things like this happen, it could go the bad way and you could just never hear about it ever again. We could do a podcast around me playing games on the game. Or just, we could do a whole podcast around games that were announced and then never came out. That'd be a really interesting one, right? I wonder what we'd find. It'd be interesting to see. And then, because your mind... Ultimately, obviously, we don't we don't ever remember those games because they never came out. Mm. But I imagine if we got if we did some research and got a list, there'd be games on there we, we'd probably be even really excited for and forgot that they just never came out that we get shown all the time. It's it's interesting. That might be a really cool kind of episode to do. Um, in fact, maybe we'll do that. But with that note of looking to the future, we should probably say goodbye to the past. That's a really really kind of philosophical thing to say towards the end of our, one of our podcasts. Thank you. Yeah, it's very deep. I, I think the headache's starting to grow back inside. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> anyway, guys, this has been the Skill Check Podcast from YMCA Exeter, the Gaming and Wellbeing Podcast, coming to you. I have been Zach, and he has been Andy. And as always, it has been an absolute pleasure. Please get in touch with us if you have any comments, questions, gaming news, things you want us to talk about, or que- yeah, whatever it is. Please get in touch with us. You can do that on social media uh, by finding us on Twitter and Instagram using the handle at YMCA Exeter. You can find us if you go to the homepage of YMCA Exeter, which is www.ymcaexeter.org.uk, and you can find the link to the Skillcheck Podcast there. We are also available on every good podcast provider. If you just search Skillcheck Podcast, we will appear like magic, and you'll be able to click on and listen to us that way around as well. If you want to email us, you can absolutely do that too. Response at ymcaexeter.org.uk is where you can email us and find us and contact us outside of things if you want to do things. I'm, I'm, I think I thought the heat is just slowly melting my brain here. So I'm just going to say, guys, thank you so much for listening. And we will see you all next week.